Hello, everyone, and welcome to another daily objective. And today's daily objective is to understand the nature of heroism and why it is important to look up to heroes, to admire heroes, and why they are necessary for a flourishing life. And today we're going to discuss this with someone who knows a lot about heroism because he wrote an excellent book about it. So we have with us Andrew Bernstein. Andy is a PhD in philosophy. He's lecturing all over the world uh, on issues around objectivism, uh, philosophy, and more recently, heroism. And also he's, he's the author of some books that I have definitely enjoyed, and you will also probably enjoy if you like the content in this show. Uh, probably, I would say the most famous one is The Capitalist Manifesto and the historic, economic, and philosophic case for Lesefer. But Andy is not only writing theoretically about heroes, but he's also creating fictional heroes. So he's also writing fiction, and his latest work is the book A Dearth of Eagles. So I also have my co-host Gloria today with us, and today we're going to discuss heroes with Andy. So Andy, what is a hero and why, what is the role that heroes has played in your life and in your, let's say, intellectual and personal journey? Well, you know, that's a really good question, Nikos. And, and, you know, all the research I did to write this book, and I want to thank Brad Thompson and the Clemson Institute for the Study of Capitalism for hiring me and paying me well to, to, to write this book. All the research... You know, in the 19th century, there was a, a lot of debate about heroism and nobody ever defined the concept. So, you know, I'm in a good tradition here, right? With Socrates, we need the, the, import, the importance of definitions for, for, you know, for a moral philosophic concept. So one of the things I wanted to do was define a hero. And I think, first of all, like Ayn Rand is absolutely right, that human life is the standard of moral values. And so that heroes are, uh, take action and promotion of human life. They're not destroyers. They're not, they're, they're, they're building, constructing, uh, you know, creating, not destroying or, you know, or, or, or killing. You know, uh, so that's one aspect. I think the epic heroes that are, that are most easily recognizable have prowess or ability above and beyond that of every man and every woman whether it's intellectual prowess, say like Aristotle or, or bodily you know, strength and, and, and toughness, like you know, a, mil a great military hero fighting in support of liberty. Uh, it's, it's some form heroes have generally have ability or capacity above and beyond that of, uh, of every man and every woman. They put it in service of human life. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're dauntless, they're not intimidated by severe obstacles that they face and in some form they triumph it may only be in a, in a moral sense like Cyrano in the great fictional play uh but in some sense they 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 triumph uh and and, and at the very least can inspire us but me personally uh how would I put this simply I came out of a crazy family in a crazy world <laughs> and uh I uh, uh was always a hero worshiper for time I was a little kid, whether fictional or real life heroes. And I, you know, kind of weaned myself on the side of heroes and what human beings, you know, whether, whether uh, either gender, any race, tribe, nationality, time period, that human beings, they did great things. They overcome, you know, life supporting things. They overcame terrible obstacles to reach those achievements. And I've, you know, I've inspired myself by the side of heroes since I was a little kid. And the, now that I think about also for my life, that's what I found exciting in sports. It's, it's 
it's it's basically a small version of life where here uh, heroic achievement becomes very easily visible it's like the guy who takes yeah. the last shot or it's a team that is like 15 points behind but then they they kind of they struggle their way their way back so i think yeah heroes cannot only be found on 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 the large scale of history but also can be found on 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 let's say the things that inspire you on an everyday basis so gloria why don't you also give us let's say what is your relationship with the concept of heroism and who were the heroes that inspired you in your intellectual development and personal development even probably more important Ah, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I think it's very important that we're talking about the importance of heroes and of legends. Uh, we have discussed in previous uh, daily objectives that the the best way in which people uh, learn lessons is through storytelling. And all over different cultures, we're gonna find different stories to send some messages about um, um, courage, about empathy, about overcoming difficulties. And one of the things that has always um, inspired me in heroes, if, either if they're like mythological figures or from fantasy, I was always uh, a super fan of X-Men, of Star Wars. I like the heroes who are outcasts, like uh, they, they, they come from backgrounds where no one would you know, give anything to think that they would become heroic and somehow they overcome their difficulties. I like heroes that have like this unique um, uh, personality and characteristic, uh, you know, compared to what, what's going on in their atmosphere. And I think that uh, trying to understand that heroic figures can happen anywhere and everywhere. You also start finding in the daily life, the heroic aspects of people um, who overcome difficulties in, in, in different governments, for example, and, and, and the, the harshness of, of living in dictatorships. I also love uh, B for Vendetta, for example. And of course, I am a huge fan of Anne Rand's heroes because I think that she portrays human beings with no superpowers whatsoever that can become the better versions of themselves. And I, I wanted to ask Andrew if, if he's familiar with the hero's path, with the path of the hero that basically has this same circle of storytelling throughout all the major uh, heroic uh, tales. It doesn't matter if it, it is uh, King Arthur or if it's uh, Game of Thrones or if it's uh, the, the comics of Batman and Superman, uh, the hero path always takes like the same journey, right? And it, it comes to a point where the heroic figure has to decide if he's gonna become something better uh, and, and something unexpected that that changes the course of history, not only for him, but for the people who surround him. Is that Joseph Campbell? Gloria? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just only only mildly familiar with with Campbell. Uh, so I so I, I need to, you know, need to read more uh, of him. But um, you mentioned some of my some of my favorite heroes. I mean, my all time favorite hero, fictional or real life, is Howard Rock in the in the Fountainhead, and that's my always been my personal favorite book. 
And in real life, Ayn Rand herself is a monumental hero. The things she overcame, you know, to, to, to uh, create those books, to develop the philosophy of objectivism, uh, which is hard enough, even if she was living in an intellectual culture that was friendly or amenable to her ideas, but living in a culture that was so hostile to her, the achievement she reached is absolutely remarkable. And I think she is one of the, one of the greatest heroes uh, of history. Um, in, my, in, in, in the hero book, in Heroes, Legends, Champions, Why Heroism Matters, um, the, the heroes that I really focused on are you know, diverse heroes. Maria Montessori, the great educator who overcame tremendous obstacles to support independent cognition for children. George Washington Carver, the Black American uh, who overcame get tremendous obstacles to get an education and, and uh, helped revolutionize the field of agricultural science. The great explorer, Ernest Shackleton, who's the survival story of Shackleton and his guys is just, is just it boggles the mind. It's almost unbelievable what they overcame. And I love Shackleton's point that, um, you know, obstacles are just things to be overcome after all. Uh, you know, so these are some of the, these are some of the great heroes that I've, uh, you know, drawn inspiration from. And to your point, Nico's about, about sports heroes. One of the things I love about sports is that you have this physical ability and it's all put in service, this tremendous physical talent, all put in, and, and sometimes, you know, the use of the mind as well but generally physical, put in service of winning the game. Nobody has to get killed. Nobody's even supposed to get hurt if you're playing football or basketball, you know, even in a boxing match, you're supposed to stop the match if somebody's in danger, you know, of, of, of getting hurt. And just to bring up my all-time favorite sports hero, a little sore point for our good friend, Rosie Ginsburg, is Michael Jordan, you know, the GOAT, the greatest of all time in the field of basketball. And, you know, my good friend, Rosie, made the mistake of rooting against Michael Jordan, uh, you know, in the... <laughs> In the NBA Finals, and that's always that's always a, a, a losing proposition. So next time Michael Jordan's played in the Finals, Raz, you know who to root for. So here's another thing I want to bring in the discussions. Like uh, Gloria mentioned, also like fictional heroes, and we grew up in the '80s, and I, I I consider it a blessing that we grew up with heroes that today we consider these like stupid TV series like Knight Rider or even stupid things like Rambo. But I think there's something important in this, that today you don't find them in adventure films. The hero is almost a, a black and white case of good or bad. So the hero is a good guy, the bad guy is a bad guy, and you see the hero being in this journey of, 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 of doing like virtues and moral actions. What I don't like today in the culture and in the superhero movies and all that stuff is this idea that, well, we're all a bit, uh, we're all a bit gray. There was this TV series, for example, interviewing Mossad agents, and nine out of ten questions were, yeah, but you're also killing. Yeah, maybe you're stopping terrorists, but, but what about the fact that you're using like these kind of methods? And we see this also in Hollywood, that the hero is also, is always kind of wondering, am I really the good guy here? So mm -hmm. I think this culture in theory celebrates heroism, but actually it's very uncomfortable with the concept of heroism because it goes against this moral relativism and it goes against this kind of low expectations. So basically it, it celebrates mediocrity or even worse, kind of this acceptance of defeat, but it's not happy with grand visions. See how, for example, uh, it treats Elon Musk. Most people treat them uh, uh, with, 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 with like suspicion. So the point I'm throwing to both of you is, are we living in a culture today which is basically not only un un anti-heroic, but also suspicious of heroism. 
Well, there's no doubt that the intellectual culture, uh, Nikos and Gloria, is dominated by the anti-hero mentality. The, you know, the, 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 the view is that human beings are basically not capable uh, of greatness. First of all, we're, we're molded by society. The, the theory of social determinism, uh, and what Ayn Rand calls the social primacy of consciousness, is dominant in philosophy. The influence here is German philosophy, primarily Hegel. But behind Hegel, Kant, and also you know, following Hegel, Marx, the idea that social forces make us what we are, and so you know that in itself, uh, you know, militates against the idea that an individual can can rise up out of you know the crushing capitalist system, uh, you know, that exploits the workers in the Marxist version of that, uh, and and then there's the Freudian version, another form of social determinism, and then we're molded by dysfunctional families and stuff. Hey, I come out of the most dysfunctional family imaginable but you know I don't hold myself up as a hero but I was able to escape that kind of craziness to you know to to, to lead a, a good life but those are the forces that shape the anti-hero mentality that dominant in the culture they're very very low expectations of uh, of individuals and so you know on on, on that view it's either did you uh, do you have a successful business you didn't build that Right. That's, you know, it's Obama and Elizabeth Warren and people like that. You know, society uh, basically is responsible for that. And if you do, you know, and if you do reach great, great things, we have to show that, you know, better than the rest of us. You know, the crab bucket syndrome, they, they, uh, the metaphor here is evidently if you got a bunch of crabs in a bucket, if one tries to climb out, the other crabs grab them and pull them back down into the bucket because God forbid somebody's going to rise above, you know, the herd. And so, again, if somebody does great things, the, the crabs in the bucket, namely us, we got to show he's really not that great. You know, yeah, Edison did all these things, but he neglected his children, you know, and, and, and so on. As people very often are morally mixed. But I think the rational attitude here amongst rational hero worship is, is we acknowledge the flaws. Edison neglected his children. That's not good. Jefferson was a slave owner. That, that's not good. You know, things like that. But that's not what we celebrate about them. There's a lot, a lot of people neglected their children or owned slaves, but they didn't invent the electric light bulb. They didn't write the Declaration of Independence. They didn't, they didn't do these, these great things that promote, you know, benefited their own lives and, and promoted human life more broadly. So, you know, so we acknowledge the flaws as real when they're real, but we focus on the, uh, the great achievements because that's what promotes human life. And we focus on it as an act of abstraction that rational beings can do. So that's the proper, the proper attitude, but that's not the dominant attitude in the intellectual culture. Gloria. I, I, adding to what Andrew said, I do believe that we should not confuse perfection with heroism. Right, right, good, good Because point. you can be a hero without being perfect. In fact, as human beings, we are all flawed. Even if we are virtuous in every action, we're gonna be flawed biologically or physically or something is gonna happen to us that it's gonna be unexpected and we are gonna have to act upon it. So we are gonna be flawed. And I, I think that some people mistake heroism for perfection and that's why they reject heroism. And I don't think heroism is about perfection. I, I think that heroism is about in spite of difficulties, in spite of 
a harsh past or a, com a complicated family or a country where the bucket of crabs is seen as part of the culture as, as Guatemala. Like in Guatemala, everybody says, oh yeah, la olla de cangrejos. And whoever is the crab who tries to go outside of the bucket, he is gonna suffer. And he's gonna be, uh, you know, like, like he's gonna be uh, uh, beaten by the other crabs. This is something that even the, the only novel Nobel Prize of Literature that we have, Miguel Angel Asturias, used to say that in Guatemala you could only live drunk because that was the only way of shutting down to how cruel society was towards anybody who tried to, you know, overcome difficulties and become heroic. And I do believe that because people mistake heroism with perfection, they now they reject heroism, they despise it, they, they look at it as, as something that is unachievable. And also because if there are heroes, it's also a reflection that there are non-heroes and that there are people who were not capable to become heroes. And I think that the beauty of, of Anne Rand's philosophy is that she, she, she uh, I don't know, shows to everybody that we are all in, 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 a, in a capacity of becoming the heroes of our own lives, just by making the decision of not subjecting the rest of the population to our own desires and not expecting everybody to be sacrificing their, 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 their missions for us. Just with that, we can all become heroes. And I think that if, if we separate the mythology of heroism, which uh, Joseph Campbell explains that the, in, in the path of the hero, there are some things that are used, but they are symbolic, like the sword of the hero or the spaceship or his ability to fly. Those are all like uh, um, examples of the things from within that a hero must build in order to fight for the good. But nowadays, we have this anti-hero culture. Uh, I don't know, a movie like The Joker. The Joker became such a cult movie because it's about a guy, basically is the, is the psyche of these high school kids that have been bullied uh, constantly uh, and harassed. And there is no one in their society who listens to them until they grab a gun and they kill everybody in the high school. And we have seen this repeatedly in the United States. And, and instead of focusing on saying, what is going on here? What is the psychological issue here? Now they make movies, uh, you know, praising this kind of attitude in someone like the Joker. And, and there's a new generation saying, no, it is okay. If, if, if you cannot become a hero for the horrible circumstances that happen to you, then it is fine that you become a villain. And, and I think that's uh, not only sad, but it's really dangerous because as Jonathan Haidt explains, is the cuddling of this American mentality where this snowflake culture is, is so uh, sensitive to, to the real uh, suffering in the world that instead of becoming a hero, they celebrate becoming a victim out of it. And, and yeah, let me respond to that for one second, yeah. Nikos. Uh, good point, Gloria. Uh, heroes achieve excellence. They don't have to be perfect. Excellence and perfection are not, are not, the, same, are not the same thing. And yeah. so that's a good point. And secondly, it's, it's worse than anti-hero mentality today. Ayn Rand's essay, The Age of Envy, 
is just brilliant, brutally brilliant here. That there, you know, there, there are people who you know who who hate the the great the greatness. They want to tear they want to tear them down. They, they want to not only drag them back down to the bucket, but you know they'll they'll destroy them. They want to lash out and you know wound uh, you know the people people who are better than them. Peter Schaefer's great play Amadeus, you know, in the movie version, you probably you saw about the eighties, right? That was I think one. Best picture in, in 1984, maybe, you know, uh, uh, fictional, of course. I don't know what the real life relationship was, but Salieri in the play and in the movie hated Mozart for his greatness and wanted to destroy him for, for his greatness. Well, Ayn Rand's essay on the Age of Envy is, unfortunately, it's all true, too true. There was a, a number of mentalities who, who, who wanted to destroy greatness. In fact, I think Marxism is a philosophy of for and by uh, the envy-ridden envy people who want to destroy the most, literally murder, the most successful people, uh, uh, most productive people in society. So as we're running out of time, I want to, one last point, and it's, it builds up on what Gloria said, that the way I understand the relationship between objectivism and heroism, objectivism basically says, what makes someone a hero at the very, very end of the day is being very consistent on what makes you a human which is the use of your mind and applying rationality to everything. So, for example, integrity or uh, pride, all these things, which is in every situation with your life, you take the choice, which is according to what reality requires and not the easy, not necessarily the easy choice. So, so in a way, the, the idea that we can all be heroes is not like a bromide, but it's in the essence of what makes heroes. But the last point I want to, you to comment is this. Okay, let me say something about that real quick. Yeah. I think there's heroes to different degrees. For instance, to me, Ayn Rand is the GOAT, you know, the greatest of all time as a novelist. Now, I'm a novelist. I'll never write like Ayn Rand. She's a genius. You know, uh, uh, I'm not. But, that, but I could still write very good novels. You know, I could still you know, be the best novelist I could be and overcome all kinds of obstacles and difficulties to get there. And, that, and that's heroic. I mean, not, not an epic hero like, like Ayn Rand, but still, you know, it's, it's heroic. So I think that when you recognize there's heroism to different degrees, it, it explains how every man and every woman could be a hero. So last two minutes, let's clarify here a common misunderstanding which is, and I think that's a big contribution of your book. Again, the book is Heroes, Legends, and Champions, Why Heroes Matters. And it is the usual conflation of heroism with self-sacrifice. So even like people that I admire as heroic, like for example, Navy SEAL Joko Willing, he always talks about his fallen brothers as heroes because they did the ultimate sacrifice. But you provide a different picture. You say that even people who fall in the field of battle and which is a heroic endeavor if they fight for pro-life values, this is still not a sacrifice. Could you explain this uh, a bit more? Yeah, I mean, the, the moral concept of egoism, you know, that, that we should act in, in, in pursuit of our, of our self-interest and our own happiness. Ayn Rand explained this brilliantly. The essence of it is having holding values, you know, things that are dear to you, whether, you know, for me, Did we lose Andy or is it me? No, it's me as well. I, I can hear him. <laughs> okay. Well, Gl Gloria, then give us the last word and uh, yeah, because we're anyway out of time. No, so what's no, the it, takeaway? 
on, on what Andrew was saying, I think it's also important to divide suffering from sacrifice. It's not the same. So a hero, I think a hero inevitably will suffer. Uh, as, as, as Gandhi, I, I think it was Gandhi, his quote that said, first they're gonna mock you, then they're gonna fight against you, and, and finally they'll give you reason. I think that that's the path of the hero all the time, where there is gonna be suffering involved, but not self-sacrifice. And we have to start dividing that, especially in a region where some of the heroes that we see, like Jesus Christ, what, what is admired about him is his self-sacrifice for the sin of others. And I think that we should look at heroes, not as people who self-sacrifice. Uh, they are actually heroic because they, they don't compete with anybody else but only with the, their older version of themselves. They don't feel empty, empty towards others. They just feel this commitment to be the better versions of who they can become. And that involves suffering. Yes, that involves sometimes a, a, a society that won't get you, that will attack you, that will even you know, ignore you, but it doesn't mean self-sacrifice. Yeah, and to put it in very simple terms, if you die defending your, your town from ISIS, you could say, in my hierarchy of values, I prefer dying fighting rather than living under ISIS. So it, it makes sense how it is. It, in, it involves difficult decisions and maybe suffering, but still in your hierarchy of values, it's better than the alternative, which is living and bowing to, to tyrants. Anyway, we're way out of time. Yes. If you didn't get enough of Andy, uh, he will be tomorrow with us in the Ayn Rand uh, in the London Iron Run meetup uh, at seven o'clock, where we will be discussing values. So follow the Iron Run Center UK, follow it on the meetup app, and you will get the notifications about our events. Again, the book we discussed today with the author who the internet gods took him away from us <laughs> Heroes, Legends, Champions, Why Heroism Matters. So from myself and Gloria, all the best. Bye bye. Bye, Nico. See you soon. Ciao.